Hello everyone and welcome back to Scottish and Scared. I'm Stephanie and I hope you're all doing very well. I would like to first apologise for my croaky voice. I am very sick at the moment, but that is neither here nor there. This week I have something very exciting for you. As I've said before, the show is taking part in the Scottish Collaboration, which is a bunch of amazing Scottish content creators coming together to promote one another and hopefully help you find some new Scottish podcasts and small businesses to fall in love with. Welcome to Shatsunami, a variety podcast that discusses topics from gaming and films to anime and general interests. Previously on Shatsunami, we've analysed what makes a good horror game, conducted a retrospective on Pierce Brosnan's runs James Bond, and listened to us take deep dives into both the Sonic and Halo franchises. Also, if you're an anime fan, then don't forget to check us out on our sub-series, Chatsunani, where we dive into the world of anime. So far, we've reviewed things like Death Note, Princess Mononoke, and the hit Beyblade series. If that's sounds like your cup of tea, then you can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, and all good podcast apps. As always, stay safe, stay awesome, and most importantly, stay hydrated. Holy, this is the first time I've seen you in 2022. I know. Woohoo! And I was going to say that cheesy line of I've not seen you since last year. Oh, please don't. (laughs) Please don't. I actually made a TikTok. I hate it so much. Oh my God, I hate it too. It's just like, oh God. But Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to all of you. Yes, Um, At time of recording, yes, it's just the very beginning of January. It is. First week of January. Yes. Everyone's got the January blues. Fat, sad, and skint. <laughs> it is dark. Skint, time. if you don't know what that means, is a Scottish word for having no cash. I was so happy just to make it to January 1st. And I'm like, okay, it's actually payday month now. I'm in payday month. <laughs> so bad, isn't it, Christmas? Oh, God. December is just the month that goes on and on and Forever. on. I didn't get paid till Christmas Eve this year. Really? And normally they'll do like, they'll do it a bit earlier yeah. if it's really that close to Christmas, but they didn't. Ours and I was, was like, like, holy crap, I'm so skinned. Ours was mega early. We were like a week early. Was it a week? I think it was about a week early That's from good. what we usually get paid. No, yeah. it was eight days. Eight days early. So but then that makes January really long. Oh my God. And that's a like, long time. It's like five or six weeks until I get paid again. And I'm mm. like, also, I booked in a really expensive trip away for New Year's. And I'm like, oh, shit. Mm. Well, you've got to do 2022 in style. You've got to start off in style. Oh, yeah. I mean, we totally did. It was just, yeah, I'm broke as fuck. And yet I'm still shopping. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you'll never change that about I yourself. I will not change. <laughs> what are you buying? Oh, we're Rich Murderer, by the way. We are Rich Murderer. I well remembered. I just yes. remembered exactly <laughs> the same time. <laughs> what so are you buying? You're uh, buying your retail shopping and you're buying clothes. Etc. Not a lot of clothes. I bought the wedding outfit for your wedding. So you have got the outfit for my wedding, and I have not. I know. <laughs> and I was saying normal. to Holly, we were out a few weeks ago before Christmas, and I said I was saying to Holly, another friend Ange, that I have spent more time online looking for an outfit for the dog I know. than I have for myself. <laughs> I know, which we absolutely have to do. I need to get the dog a little cute outfit. Well, I think we were told that we could have a bow. Oh yeah, yeah. Not now. Well, you know, I've seen these little like, bandanas that uh-huh. say something like 
my mum and dad are getting married or oh. something like something so cheesy but i was like i have to get that for her because it's so cute that's absolutely fine that's acceptable so yeah i've spent more time looking at all that stuff than myself i've seen a couple of things myself but not really spent any, any great deal of time yeah but you've got your wedding outfit i've got the wedding outfit but not many clothes it's more like makeup which i need to make up refresh anyway and it's mm. like a lot of stuff for the new flat Mm. Even though we haven't got our official move date I'm just going to say if you got your date, but you wouldn't have. No, we don't. Mm. But there's like a lot of stuff, you know, like I saw, <laughs> I own a microwave and a kettle, but, and really nice ones. But mm-hmm. I saw this really awesome microwave. Oh God. I was like, I must have it. And then what I are you going to s- do with your old one? Are you going to sell it? I'll just put it in my office. Oh yeah, I suppose. And then mm-hmm. I don't ever have to leave. <laughs> just live in there. That and your plants and you'll be fine. I know. I know. My 40 plants. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, so I hope you've all had a lovely new year and you're all kind of like us, a bit in limbo and waiting to go back to work. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of a horrible period where you're like, I really I really enjoyed this period of chilling out and sleeping mm-hmm. in and it's been eating great. all the time. And you kind of want to stretch it out, but in a way it's good to get back to normal, isn't it? I need to get back to normal. There was a couple of nights there that I actually didn't go to bed. And at 7am, oh, really? I'm like, okay, time to go to sleep. And I'm like, oh. that's not good. That's not good for anyone. And then... Yeah, like I don't know if people know this, but Scotland gets one extra day because Scotland drinks so fucking much that they need an extra hangover I'm not day. Not sure if that's the reason, Holly. I'm pretty sure that's the reason. Probably, but we get an extra bank holiday. We get an extra bank holiday in January, so we don't go back until tomorrow. But everybody in England is back, so I'm today all the emails come through, and I'm like, mm, yeah, I don't have to deal with all that. the all the rest <laughs> of the UK. I think are back today. Actually, I think it's just us that are not back today. Is that just yeah? That doesn't surprise but me. We deserve it because we've got so much fucking extra restrictions up here. With regards yeah. to COVID, as opposed to everyone else who's just on a free-for-all, but we're not allowed to do so many things, thanks to our great leader. I know, but everybody's still getting COVID, so I don't I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't work. No. We have to, we're at a stage now, we're in COVID already, but sorry, but we're at a stage now where we have to learn to live with it. Yeah. We've done everything we've been told. Yeah. So um, I don't see the point in any more rules. I know. But I will go off on a tangent, so I'll stop myself right yeah. there. Let's stop ourselves and do some shout outs. Yes. So we've got shout outs this week. We are, our topic this week is trusted profession murders. Yeah. And there have been quite a bit in the UK recently involving professions that you would like to keep you safe rather than murder you. Yes. Shall we see? Yeah. Although not dentists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because as we know, dentists are lovely people. Well, we don't trust them though. So this topic was suggested by my lovely future mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not official till the summer. Jenny, who has been listening to us and she's been getting really involved. That's so cute. And um, bless her. And she suggested this topic. And I was like, oh, that's like kind of topical. As you know, uh-huh. I love a topical yeah. one. So I'm going to cover one that was very recent in this country and very sad. Yeah. So thank you, Jenny, for the topic suggestion. That was lovely. And as ever, keep them coming. Yes, please. Because we have had loads and it's been brilliant. Yeah. And that's took us right into February, I think, possibly March. I think we're probably We've not into had March. to think for ourselves for like months. It's been so great. Good. <laughs> so please keep doing it. Please keep doing it. We can't think for ourselves. So we cannot. Thank you for your help. Yeah. But yeah, we, we honestly do take it on board. And as you'll know, loads of people have suggested stuff in the past and we've done it. Yeah. And I think everything we're recording over the next few weeks is pretty much all suggestions. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. And we've got a few shout outs for Ainsley. I think it's Ainsley. I'm so sorry if it's not, who has been messaging on Insta. And she's so lovely. We've been chatting about her possibly coming over from the US to Edinburgh to study. Yes, please do. Please do. And bring some good weather. Yeah. And we've been chatting about 
murder in general and having a laugh. Yeah. But keep us posted on your move if it's going ahead and any tips you need or anything you need about Edinburgh. Give us a shout. Also, I need you to act as my mule and bring me some treats from North America. Oh, well, I don't know where in America she's from. It doesn't matter. They sell my shit. Must push and get hands on it easier than you oh, can. Yeah. I'm not sure what area of America, but we've been discussing murder in the US and UK and the difference between yes both countries. And yes, the fact that she's coming to Edinburgh. So I hope it goes ahead for you. And if you need any help, give us a shout because well, Holly lives in that area. I do. Um, I don't. I live. Not in the middle, middle of nowhere. nowhere. Stop it. I was middle trying to get nowhere. in first. I live in the countryside. A wee bit further out. Nowhere. Holly lives in that neck of the woods. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you need any help or, you know, with anything, then let us know. And the lovely Rosany, I think it is. We, yeah, you're saying Rosany. I'm saying Rosany and neither Rosany, of us Rosany. No. Again, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so afraid of pronouncing names wrong that I put too much effort into it and say it wrong anyway. Our lovely Brazilian listener who has been coming over and seeing how much she loves the podcast Aww. and how unique and fun it is, which is really nice of her. It so thank you very nice. much and thank you for listening. And I hope you both had a lovely Christmas and New Year. Indeed. And keep popping over and chatting whenever you want, both you guys and anyone else. Indeed. Because we're always around. We are. So shall we crack on with trusted professions? Let's do it. I'm interested to hear yours because you know mine because I've banged on about it so much. Oh my God, you were banging on about it before it was I was even, actually saying, like, oh, I'd love convicted. to do this. Yeah. But I'm interested in yours. I know. Okay. So I am talking about the murder of Marie Stewart by her fiancé, music teacher, mm. Andrew Lindo. Oh my God. You can't even trust a music teacher. You can't trust a music teacher. And you think they're like the gentlest teachers out yeah. of all the teachers. You'd think the music teachers yeah, would be like the... the tech teachers that are, that are the ones that are the lunatics. Well, tech What did you call tech in Canada? Uh, we called it shop. Yeah, well, I, like, you know what it is? Like woodwork and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we called yeah. that shop. Yeah. yeah. It's standard in this country that all tech teachers are either alcoholics or creeps. Oh, really? Just, it, I think you have to be sorry tech teachers if you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, going we'll up... back if you're a tech teacher. Going up in my generation... <laughs> It was pretty much that, you know, your tech teacher most of, mostly was um, stank of booze. Wow. See, I never took tech. So I have... Oh, it was compulsory shop. for us. Oh, was it? It was compulsory for us first and second year of, of high school. Uh, and then you could pick whatever. But music teachers were normally quite cool. I mean, music teachers are gentle. Is people. it this country? Yeah. <gasps> so Marie and Andrew met while he was studying music at Huddersfield University in 2005. And he became very good friends with a man named Martin Waldron. And Martin was married to Marie at the time. So Martin and Marie were a couple. <gasps> yeah. Uh-oh. The marriage soon ended when Marie fell in love with Andrew. Yep, thought that ma'am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that does tend to end a marriage. Mm-hmm. So by 2007, the new couple were living together and were pregnant. She was also a teacher. She taught special needs children. Oh, cool. So she was a lovely person. Uh-huh. They had a daughter first. And in 2010, also had a son, and they just kind of came across as the perfect little happy family. God, that's quite quick to have a couple of kids, isn't it? 2007 and 2010. Well, I don't know. I suppose I did the same, but it's a small age gap, isn't it? It is. It is a small. So they'll have Uh like two tiny children Uh at home. Basically, the whole perfect family thing was all a lie. Andrew made it that way, not, Mm. not Marie. Most of the time it is though, isn't it? When you see, not well, genuinely when you see all the social media posts of the perfect family and stuff like that, the ones that make you feel that there's something wrong with your life and it tends to be that it's, it's actually not all that. 
I saw overcompensating for actually what's really going on. I almost sent you a TikTok yesterday because I saw this woman and she was so funny. She was like, look at this. And she she took her two-year-old to a panto for the first time. Mm-hmm. She's like, look at these pictures. Little angel. Looks like the best fucking day. And oh, she's no. like, he was a C-U-N-T. He was this. He was that. <gasps> she was like, he was climbing overseas. He was that. And she's drinking all the whole time she's saying this. She's like, don't believe everything you see on social media. These are the pictures I posted. Mm-hmm. That is not the truth. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Tell the truth. It was so funny, though. Like, she was hilarious. <laughs> but it's so true. It's so true. Mm-hmm. So while Marie was pregnant with their son, so their second child, okay, he was cheating on her with two other teachers <gasps> at the same time at the Take Two Stage School in Barnsley. So two teachers from the same school? Yeah. Oh. Let me tell you, this teachers. reminds me, mm-hmm. no, but this reminds me so much mm-hmm. of Ass Face. Oh, really? Yeah. For those who don't know, Ass Face is my ex. What one? <laughs> the Most last recent. one. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So, but what I was going to say is as well, statistically, and I read an article about this years ago. I don't know if it's still the same. Uh-huh. Extramarital affairs, yeah, are rife in the professions of teaching and the police. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't know what the reason is. Now I'm sure it's the same. Most office buildings are the same. To be yeah, fair, yeah, I think so. But I think I'd, I'd saw something years ago saying that. I don't know if it's the type of job, the long hours, the intensity yeah. of it, whatever else. But people tend to. Uh-huh. That their pains in the company ink. Yes, definitely. So each of these teachers believed that they were in an exclusive relationship with him. Oh dear. He told them Marie had walked out on him and the children mm. and that her Facebook posts about living with him were part of a custody battle tactic by her. Oh, and they believed him. They would believe they believed that. Him. Yeah. Oh, poor loves. So one of the women ended the relationship when Marie's status changed to engaged engaged to Andrew on mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. And she spoke with the other teacher, and then they both realized the truth. Again, just flashing back to my whole experience with ass face. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, been there. It also came to light that Andrew had been having a relationship with a 15-year-old student. Oh, no. Which I would like to say is not a relationship. That's just being a sexual predator. Yeah, and that's illegal in this country. It is And illegal. most others, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. So another victim was a single mother of two who met Andrew when he went into the shop she worked in. They began a passionate affair, but she also became suspicious about Marie and told Andrew she wouldn't be convinced until she spent a night in his house. Mm. The amount of lies. How, I don't understand how people can keep up with all this lie, all these lies. Well, they get caught out. That's the thing. They get caught it's out. It's impossible, but they, though. They never get held to task for it. But it's impossible to tell this many lies and remember who you've, who, who you've said to what you said to who. Well, it was interesting. And it must be exhausting. It was in, I don't, did I tell you about the nickname thing? The nickname thing. So Assface used to call me this name all the time, like this nickname. What, that you're aware of or to no, some yeah, other yeah, people? Yeah. Like, oh, right, okay. A, like a, a oh, yeah, yeah, the cheesy one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was speaking to a professional about this and they were like, do you know why he does that? And I was like, and I was because like, I just brought it up. I'm like, he told he called all of us that. Like we, when all of us, the women compared notes after he was found out, he called us all the same thing. I was like, how shitty is that? And he's like, well, you know why they do that? They don't use names because then they'll get caught up in the lie. Ah, clever. They'll say somebody else's name. So by manipulating, accident. isn't it? I thought you were going so to say he called you that name to differentiate you from someone else. No, but no, no. All of it us makes got the more same sense. Name. Yeah. Oof, dirty Oof. dog. So yeah, she she was like, something's not right. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you that she doesn't live with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to believe you until I spend the night in your house and I see. So for myself, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
all the times that he had people over to the house, he would like make it look like his wife didn't or his fiance didn't exist. So you'd like take down photos yeah. and everything? <gasps> yeah. What a guy. So they agreed to have the sleepover on December 18th of 2010. Mm-hmm. On that day, Andrew attacked Marie while their children slept. <gasps> he strangled her, beat her and stabbed her to death. And then he put her body in a suitcase in the garage. So it's, has he ever been violent before that we know of before this? Not that we know of. Oh my God, your kid's mum. I know. Oh. But I mean, he clearly doesn't have a conscience. He's a sociopath. It takes yeah. a sociopath to yeah. do this much damage yep, to people. definitely. So stopping, he stopped partway through the attack on Marie to text this woman that he was going to have over, to sleep mm. over, the single mother of two, and just like confirm times and everything. And then he continued the attack. So this woman's like getting ready and stuff. Yeah. And not knowing that he is murdering someone. Yeah. Well, takes no. Yeah. Oh my God. He then put the kids in the car to collect his lover and bring her back to the house where she slept in the same bedroom Marie was murdered in. Mm. So the kids were still in the house as well? Oh yeah. Kids are always there. And the bedroom was above the garage where her body was being stored. Oh, so this woman my God. thought this man was a single father of two. I mean, she hasn't done anything wrong. She's She's in what she thinks is an honest relationship with mm-hmm. him. And meanwhile, she's spending the night in the bed that he has just killed somebody. Oh, my God. And you would feel sick to the core when I you found out, obviously, the truth. I can't even imagine how much therapy she needed. Oh. So Andrew convinced Marie's family and friends for seven weeks that she was still alive. He used her Facebook and phone to communicate with them, like false texts, false messages, all that sort of stuff. But it's Christmas. How can you get away with that at that time of year? Because you said it was the 18th of December. Yeah. That is that. How could you pull that off at that time of year? Because that's when everybody sees each other, technically. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know if maybe they weren't that close. I have no Mm. idea. I have no idea. But yeah, he managed to pull it off. But they did become suspicious and then they got the police involved. Mm. I think they were probably suspicious from early on, but where, you know, you give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you you would have no reason to suspect anything else. No, like Mm. if one of my friends was like, you know, I'm just having a really hard time. I don't really want to see anybody right now. I wouldn't question that if no. they're talking to me. No, exactly. You if know? you think you're communicating with them, like they've yeah. not totally disappeared, then no. Yeah, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't think anything out of the ordinary. Exactly. It wouldn't be until the longer it went on that it would be yeah. seem a bit un. Yeah, it would seem a bit like this is not really like them. What's going on? Exactly. Yeah. And you know, like the kids were young enough that they weren't in school, so mm. nobody would miss them from school or mm. anything like that. So, the police went and saw Andrew. Okay. And took him into custody, and. Right away, he admitted to the police that he killed her. Mm. Yep. Straight away? Yep. Oh, God. But he claimed it was only manslaughter as he lost control during a fight about the mistreatment of their daughter. So he's now accusing this woman, who is a special needs teacher and is mum of two little kids, of mistreating the daughter. And that's why he got mad and had to have this, like, outburst. Lies. So, it's fucking sociopaths. Like, mm-hmm. they just cannot accept responsibility for nope. anything. Nope anything at all so went to trial jury obviously found andrew guilty because he Mm -hmm. was guilty as fuck and Mm -hmm. it took them less than an hour yeah they were like i think he played guilty and everything as well because he i no i don't think he was he still going for manslaughter no he was going for manslaughter so yeah it took them less than an hour and he was sentenced to life with a minimum term of 22 years so that would have been around probably what 2010 2011 math so another 10 years Mm. 
Was a, a minimum, did you say, of 22? Minimum of 22. So he won't be eligible for parole for another 10 years. Yeah, and 30, probably... 20, 34, probably. Yeah, yeah. So school friends described him as, as, this is after the fact, as a sociopath prone to mood swings and he no never showed any remorse about anything. Why would that not be a red flag? Like that sociopathic behaviour beforehand? Like it's, it's weird how that's like obviously the first time we've heard of him behaving that way with someone else. Like I wonder if he was he was violent to his wife beforehand. In I don't a, think any so. Times. I think it was just... He was just caught in a web of lies and just couldn't get out. Yeah. yeah, and like, I mean, the lengths that they'll go to. I know, it's like, if you think that's your only way out is I to know. commit murder, it's like, what the fuck? I mean, do you remember just when... Just run Ask away and break ties with everybody or something. Yeah. He went away and he concocted this big story about where he was working with the SAS and all this bullshit. Sent me photos of it and it wasn't... He's never worked with them. It wasn't... That's not where he was. And those photos were not his. And they were from Google. They were... Well, I couldn't find them on Google. I did oh, try right, reverse well. image search. But it was clearly, like, professionally oh. taken photos. I mean, that is... I, I'll never understand the mind of someone like that. You don't understand it. And it's like... like why, are you, why? why are you going to those lengths to cover your tracks? Exactly. Surely along that process, you would think, this is fucking wrong. Because he, they want what they want... And they will do whatever it takes to get it. So this Andrew guy wanted to have this other woman believe him mm. so much mm-hmm. that he was willing to do that to make the story work. I mean, there is... But why do they not think, I'm not going to get away with this in the long term? Because technically the first pe- people the police will suspect would be him anyway. Because they get away with it for so long. So long. But then there's narcissistic behaviour there as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I just, I mean, I find it so bloody interesting, but yeah. it's so sad yeah. at what these people can do to other people that they can really hurt and destroy other people and not even give it a second thought. Well, I mean, well, everybody called my ex Dirty John after the fact. Oh, well, you didn't know that at the time, but yeah, we called him Dirty John. Yeah. For a while. Because, yeah, he was. Just yeah. a bastard. Yeah. And Dirty John came on the TV and I watched it and I was like, today, mm, who does he remind you of? Yeah. Yes, so that was his name forevermore. Yeah. And thankfully he's seen the light. And yes, he was a character. Thankfully I've not seen him for a number of years. Yes. And wow. I don't want to see him ever again. Yeah. Snap. And if I did, I'd be like, oh, hello, you absolute bastard. <laughs> I don't know why I sounded like Mrs. Doubtfire there. Um, but, um, oh, hello. Yeah, oh, hello. <laughs> um, I would probably say much worse, but I can't say it on, obviously, this podcast. No. But yes. Yeah, these characters, this mm-hmm. this Andrew guy was just a piece of absolute shit to take those kids' mum away like that. I know, that's really sad. It is really sad. Young kid. I mean, the fact that he did it and then he went out to pick up the other woman with the kids. He got the kids, kids out of bed out to of do it. bed. Yeah. Like a range of sitter, for fuck's sake. I mean, I mean, not that that's selfish. condoning it, but yeah. still, don't get, oh my God, the kids. I know. Hopefully they were too young where they wouldn't have they enough memory of this. very, very young. They will have no memory. So now they have no parents because yep. of him. No parents. No parents. So yeah. I got this from the Teesside Live, which was a Mike Blackburn article from 21st of September 2011. And the Daily Mail, a Chris Brook article from the 20th of September 2011 as well. Very good. I'd never ever heard of that. Ever heard of it. So that was a really good one. Thank you. And we're back. We are back. And it's my turn. Mm -hmm. And this is 
a very high profile case mm-hmm. from what months ago why are you looking at me it's your I'm, case I'm, I'm, I, know, I, I know but i just find it's really sad right and it was it's very recent so it's quite raw for everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. but i wasn't expecting to find it so sad even sadder when i was researching it because okay. i knew about it but it just yeah. it's really bad anyway i shall carry on I am going to talk about my trusted profession murder is the policeman called Wayne Cousins. Mm-hmm. Wayne was born in no- in November? What? In Dover? How does <laughs> Dover look like November? I don't know. Oh my God. He was born in Dover in 1972. After leaving school, he worked in the family business as a mechanic. He joined the police in 2005, moving on to the Met Police in 2018 okay. after seven years with the Civil Nuclear Constabulary, oh. which I'd never heard of. Fancy. Ooh. In February 2020, he joined the Parliamentary and Diplomatic Protection Command as a firearms officer. While he had, seem- had seemingly a successful career path in the police, his personal life was taking a very different path. Despite being married with two young children... He was regularly paying prostitutes for sex and set up a fake account on an online dating site. Lovely. What a lovely husband. He was also almost £30,000 in debt and was attracted to violent pornography. Okay, so he is also a sociopath. Yes. 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 Common theme this week. Yeah. In 2015, while working for Kent Police, he was involved in an alleged incident of indecent exposure over which the force took no further action. The Independent Police Complaints Commission is now investigating this matter. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, funny that. A bit late in the day, but, you know, carry on. Mm -hmm. Similarly, and even more alarmingly, two further allegations of a decent exposure towards women concerning the former police officer are being looked at also by the Independent Police Complaints Commission, both of which happened in February of last year, just weeks before the huge crime involving him which shocked Britain to the core. Yeah. So obviously this crime that I'm going to go, going to go and talk about, but there was two very recent events just before that. How I don't, I'll never for the life of me understand how these things are not flagged up and investigated quicker. Because this could have been, been prevented from happening. There's a lot of union intervention when it comes to this stuff. So you get a representative <sighs> right away. The whole process is delayed. But I mean, I mean... In 2015, he's involved in an, an incident of decent exposure and the police took no action. There may not have been enough evidence. It, it really, really pisses me off. They probably knew what he was about, mm. but didn't think he was dangerous. Mm. Possibly. On the 28th of February 2021, Wayne booked a white Vauxhall car from a vehicle hire car company in Dover. He completed on the 3rd of March a 12-hour shift at the US Embassy in London before travelling to Kent to collect the hire car. He then drove back to London. Around 9pm on the evening of the 3rd of March, a young lady named Sarah Everard had left a friend's house near Clapham Junction, west of Clapham Common. Mm-hmm. She walked along the E205 South Circular Road across the Common en route to her Brixton Hill home. She spoke to her boyfriend on the phone while walking for about 15 minutes and they agreed to meet the next day. At 9.30, she was seen on doorbell camera footage on the road that she was walking along, and right. four minutes later on the dash cam of a passing police car. Five minutes after that, Wayne Cousins parked his car, the hired car, on the pavement outside a place called Poinders Court. He stopped Sarah and showed her his police warrant card before handcuffing her and falsely arresting her under the pretense of breaching covid guidelines oh. so 
he's obviously terrified the poor girl and said she's breaking she's breaking COVID guidelines, yep. walking down the street on her own. Yeah. Outside. I don't know what he said to her, but he's obviously terrified her. So he's he's clearly gone is he has rented this vehicle. Like mm-hmm. does he have a car? Yes, he has another car. So he has rented this vehicle yes. to do bad with. Yes. Wow. Very much so. It's all premeditated, obviously. So he's obviously said enough to terrify her. And think she she obviously I, I don't, it's so it's so hard to imagine the scenario, but she's obviously thinking, what 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 am I doing wrong? But he's convinced yeah. her she's she's doing something wrong. Yeah, Wayne and Sarah were twice captured by bus CCTV. The first instance shortly after he took her into the hire car, right, and the second showing the number plate of the car. Okay, around this time, they entered the car. Wayne drove to Kent. The route of the car was respectively tracked using CCTV and automatic number plate recognition. So good. Because that's obviously that's how he was caught. You are almost never going to get away with crime no. now in the UK. No. Well, not serious crime because everywhere is monitored. Mm. But then, is it ego? Does he work for an organisation where he thinks, I'll never get caught? Possibly, I'm a policeman. but that's pretty stupid. By midnight, they reached Dover and had transferred to Wayne's personal Seat car. God. Um, between that time and 1am on the 4th of March, Wayne's mobile phone connected to cell sites in the area of Sibbertswold and is believed that this is where he raped Sarah. Mm. At half past two in the morning, he purchased drinks from a Dover petrol station. It is believed that he had raped and strangled Sarah using his police belt at some point before this. So she was already dead when he was buying these drinks? Yep. He then drove to Sandwich in Kent, disposing of Sarah's mobile phone in one of the town's water courses. Later that day, Sarah's boyfriend contacted the police after she didn't meet him as arranged, which was very unlike her. Yeah. Because um, obviously they'd spoken on the night before in her walk home. And the days after the murder, Wayne told senior colleagues that he was suffering from stress and no longer wanted to carry a gun. Oh. The day after that, shortly after 11 in the morning, he bought approximately five litres of petrol from a service station in Whitfield. He then drove to Hodeswood near Ashford in Kent where his car was captured on CCTV to burn Sarah's body inside the refrigerator. Oh. He then bought two large builder bags from a nearby store before returning to the woods, where he used one of the bags to dispose of Sarah's remains in a pond. Wow. He reported himself ill from work, handing in his equipment, including his police belt and handcuffs. Okay. Just after that also. Okay. What he thought he was going to achieve from this, I don't know. Mm. Because it's just like... It sounds to me like... Well, he's trying He's trying to obviously think of an alibi, thinking well, I'm not mentally well or I wasn't of sane mind when I did this or whatever else. Do you else. think that's what it is? I don't know. See, I in my head, I'm thinking he set out to rape someone, but possibly not murder. Mm. And maybe he is actually like in the process of going, fuck, what mm. have I done? Possibly. Police searching Hodeswood a few days later found human remains in a large builder's bag approximately 100 metres from a plot of land that Wayne owned. Oh my God. Police in Dover also searched the site of a former body repair garage previously owned by his family. The 12th of March, Sarah's body was identified through dental records. Police continued to comb the woodland where she was found and police divers searched underwater for a mobile phone. Wayne was arrested quite shortly after at his home in Deal in Kent on suspicion of kidnapping and murder. Around 40 minutes before he was arrested, he tried to wipe the data from his mobile phone. Oh, you can't do that. It doesn't work. So he knew you were coming. Yeah. Um, When interviewed, he initially claimed not to recognise Sarah after being shown a photograph of her. He then claimed to be having financial problems after paying for sex. 
and he said that a gang of Eastern Europeans had threatened him and his family, demanding he deliver another girl after underpaying a prostitute a few weeks before. Oh, good grief. So I I don't think Sarah could have been anybody, to be honest. Yeah. It, it wasn't that he went... For her. For her. It, it was, was just, just by chance. Yeah. Which is... And he's just an opportunist, isn't he? And it's... it's it's just so sad. Do you think somebody tipped them off? Do you think he tipped them off as to where to look for the body? Because that is very specific going to that one area to look. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think obviously by then, I don't know because how would they know to go to the the woodland? Yeah. Maybe it's just quite a famous woodland in the area. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Yeah. But the fact, and how would they know that his allotment was nearby? Yeah. Maybe they maybe by then they were putting all the CCTV and maybe. automatic number plate transmission or whatever it's called. Yeah. All into a computer and sort of building up a picture of it. But it's very clever what they can do. Well, if they knew where she was seen and then they saw that white van and checked it out, they would know that he rented it. So mm. maybe they are putting it all together. Yeah, yeah. Possibly in the background. Yes. And it was also revealed during his arrest and investigation that when he was assigned to the parliamentary and diplomatic protection, he had not undergone enhanced vetting as part of his recruitment, nor had he gone through the mandatory two-year probation period with the Met Police before transferring to the department. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll go on to talk about the police afterwards, but um, yeah. that is not good. The vetting is completely unacceptable. There's a reason for these rules. Yeah. Sometimes the, the probation can be waived if they have enough time with another equally trained force mm. you know sometimes you're like if you transfer from another police force you might have a way shorter probation and that's mm-hmm. normal that's okay but he's not done the right probation in two departments yeah that's There's, not okay yeah, yeah that's not i mean okay if you do some sort of probation yeah. with someone fine not ideal to sort of fall through the loop the next time but to do i've done nothing yeah that was required of you this is this is not checking out individuals properly it's very this is not doing proper background checks yeah. and back, proper background checks could have prevented this yeah. Lots of things could have prevented, prevented this. Yeah. And I'm just going to get really angry, so I'll carry on. <laughs> on the 10th of March, the day Sarah's remains were discovered, Wayne was re-arrested in suspicion of murder. He was hospitalised the day after following a head injury that he sustained in custody. I remember when this happened. Okay. Because I thought, oh, someone did that to him. But he did it to himself, yep. I think. Yep. He was again briefly hospitalised the following day after a similar injury. Mm-hmm. So he was, I don't know what he was trying to do himself. Probably just hype a head banging and trying yeah. to knock himself out. But... Too late, buddy. You deserve to suffer. Yeah. The police say injuries were sustained while he was alone in his police cell, so there was no one else involved. He was charged with Sarah's kidnapping and murder on the 12th of March, following authorisation from the Crown Prosecution Service. He appeared at Westminster Magistrates Court on the 13th of March and was remanded in custody before appearing at the Old Bailey on the 16th of March. It wasn't until June that he was on trial. Yep. He pleaded guilty to kidnap and rape, admitted responsibility for Sarah, pending medical reports into his mental health at the time of Sarah's death. Yeah. He was not asked to enter a plea to the murder charge mm-hmm. because of, clearly he was going down the insanity route. Yeah. Or not mentally well. Which ties in with his story from earlier. Yeah. About how he was, you know, saying to his employers he wasn't feeling well and he was handing over his gun and phoning in sick and whatever else and saying he had stress. Well, yeah, it is stressful to murder someone, I I would expect. Mm. But yeah, that wasn't at the time, that was after. Yeah. Yeah. The hearing then took place on the 9th of July. He pleaded guilty to murder on video link from Belmarsh Prison. He kept his head down and was shaking slightly. It was reported that he'd hired a car, bought a roll of self-adhesive film, strong enough to hold carpets down days before the murder. Mm Mm-hmm. 
He and Sarah were complete strangers and were completely unknown to each other prior to the abduction. After the plea hearing, it was reported that Kent police had received a report of a man in a car in Dover naked from the waist down. It was believed there may have been enough information recorded in the police system to identify the man as Wayne, who was a serving police officer at the time, but the claim was never fully investigated either. Okay. I mean, how many flaws here? Yeah. Speaking outside the Old Bailey, the commissioner of the Met Police said she felt sickened, angered and devastated by Wayne's crimes, adding they are dreadful and everyone in policing feels betrayed. Sarah was a fantastic, talented young woman with her whole life ahead of her and that has been snatched away. The sentencing hearing began at the Old Bailey on the 29th of September, following medical and psychiatric reports. Wayne's lawyer asked the judge to consider imposing a determinate sentence which would allow him to become eligible for parole mm-hmm. in his later years. Yeah. However, that was denied. Good. And on the 30th of September, Wayne was sentenced to a whole life order with the judge justifying the severity of the punishment by saying that Wayne's use of his position as a police officer to detain Sarah was the vital factor in which his view made the seriousness of the crime exceptionally high. Yeah. It was reported afterwards that Wayne would appeal and any decision by the Court of Appeal whether to hear the case was not expected for months. In December, he was imprisoned at uh, HM Prison Franklin in County Durham. Okay. Our Home Secretary released a statement afterwards saying that every woman should feel safe to walk in our streets without fear of harassment or violence. She also announced that new laws are being considered to protect women against sexual harassment in public, including the potential of making public harassment a specifically defined crime. Yeah. The Met Police announced that it would stop deploying lone plainclothes officers afterwards, mm-hmm. but naturally police culture in the UK came under severe criticism. It did, yeah. No, I remember this at the time, because yeah. it was big, big news here. I mean, yeah. because it is... I mean, it's devastating. I was just totally devastated for Sarah and her family. It was just, it was horrible. And yeah, I actually feel quite emotional about it. It was so horrible. Yeah. That a young lady at night, I mean, it wasn't as if she was walking through a park in the dark. She was walking along well-lit streets. Yeah. Walking past houses, main roads, because all the CCTV was captured on dash cams and doorbells and Mm -hmm. whatever else. You cannot walk home, say a 15, 20 minute walk home. I know. At nine o'clock at night in this country. It's terrifying. And without a shred of doubt, I would want to trust the police. Of course you would. But after this, it puts serious doubt in my mind whether I would now. Genuinely, I don't think I would now. I think that... And that's terrible. There are so many more good ones than there are bad ones. Yes, and it is a very, very small minority. I've got family that are in a police force and, and they would never, would never, never do that. Yeah. But... There's doubt in everyone's minds now. I don't. Young think women have doubt in their minds. There was a huge media thing about it, and a lot of stuff came out on TikTok and Instagram and everything. And I remember doing a TikTok about it, and I got feedback on it because guys just don't understand. Like when you're out walking, a guy will go out walking, running mm-hmm. with headphones in, and not even not even think. Not we even were terrified think about to do that. I keep one headphone in. Uh huh. If I have both in, I mm. turn it off and on quite often. Sometimes I'll use my my camera pretend mm-hmm. i'm taking a selfie to check behind me mm-hmm. like it's it's a totally different vibe when you're a woman out there and no. it shouldn't be and, and everybody's should, like but that's naturally how how, how we are raised to think because the world is not a safe place unfortunately however in this country it has highlighted that there's real danger there is there and is there's been lot. a number of things that's happened since then as well yeah not just with police officers i think there was another couple of police officer kind of cases but 
another couple of young girls have went missing in very similar circumstances yeah. Yeah. at night also mm-hmm. and it just makes you think like we should not have to live in a world where we don't feel safe going out like a 10 minute walk in the evening no I mean it's if you're going to put yourself in a dangerous situation I'm not saying it's okay for that to happen yeah but you're making things a bit more difficult for yourself you're going to walk through like a really dark park but what pisses me off is people will say you shouldn't be walking through a dark park no why not? Those people shouldn't be attacking. No. It's exactly. not on the victim. It should never but be exactly. on the victim. Exactly. Sarah's kept thinking in her head she's keeping herself safe yeah. by following a main route home. Yeah. And you can't even do that. Yeah. And it, I mean, there was a big, obviously it was last September, mm-hmm. he was sentenced and there was a lot of stuff going on in our media and out there and, and young women were just absolutely devastated. And I remember, like, because you want, because you want to trust the police and it is a small minority. Yeah. And I'm bringing up children to say, if you're in trouble, go to the police. Which I think still stands and always will stand. Absolutely. Yeah. And it should because, I mean, probably 90% of the police force are genuine people and very, very good at their job and work hard. The thing is, like, and it's it's also like a lack of women knowing what they can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. If a male police officer comes up to you and wants to take you into custody or search you or do anything and he is by himself you have the right to ask for a female officer yep ask for a female officer but then, but then you get scared when the police approach you i know but because you think oh, i mean i do i'm like what have i done oh my god i'm so sorry like i didn't mean it or whatever else like yeah. you just get scared and all but you've got all, ration- all anything rational goes out the window but you've got to protect yourself you've got to protect but yourself. you wouldn't think in, a, in an instance like that i wouldn't have thought my mind would have gone there but now it will yeah sorry just to finish off Several female officers also told the media that they did not feel as if they could report concerning behaviour by male colleagues in the police force afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Also, the Met Police announced it would launch a review of professional standards and internal culture and said they will look at their training, leadership processes, systems and standards of behaviour and examine cases where officers have let the public down. They claimed they would also lead an independent inquiry in which the police recruitment training and vetting will be examined. Yeah. In their efforts to prove to the public that they could trust the police, however, many women now admit they'd be less likely to trust a police officer, yeah. unfortunately. However, they've tra- the, the, the police force, particularly the Met Police and the police commissioner, have gone out of their way to say, look, it's one bad egg. Yeah. Like, you don't write the whole thing off. And, and it is true. I, I do understand that. However, there's reasonable doubt in people's minds now. There is. There is. And I don't think they will allow, as I've said, they're not going to allow a lone police officer to approach a yeah. young lady now. So you know if it happens, it's not normal and it's you can call normal. 999. And they're still yeah. saying, you know, call the police. Yeah. Do everything you can. Like, if, if any suspicions, call the police hotline. Yeah. If an officer's in front of you and you don't believe what's going on, yeah. you know, back it up and, and be sensible. But there was a huge, huge media campaign at this time in this country saying that young women should not feel unsafe walking home I know. at night. I know. And unfortunately, it's ingrained. It's ingrained in us, though. It is. And it, it like, I, I remember just after this, I got off a train and it was dark, and it wasn't that late. I think it was like eight, nine o'clock, and I got off a train, and I had to walk a bit through quite a dark car park to uh-huh. my car. In fact, it, I was at a concert with my friends, and I remember 
we were talking about this and it was just afterwards and my friends were checking on me uh-huh. a lot more than they would have before yeah. on the way home are you on the train are you okay yeah. is everything fine yeah. and I'm like why are they doing this and then it clicked obviously yeah. what's yeah. going on just now and I got off the train and I was terrified yeah terrified and I just thought this is not right it's yeah. made me really it's made me even more scared and wary about people because you can trust no one in the dead of night no, I know. You just automatically, your, your mind goes to a bad place. If someone approaches you in a car park, in a train car park in the dead of night, you'd oh, think, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm like, I'd think I'm going to die. Oh yeah, you would think Straight death away. immediately. But, it, I mean, there's just lots of young women that now, that didn't feel safe before, that really don't feel safe at all now. And that's unfortunate. However, I would still say the police are there to help. Yes. And unfortunately, it's one one bad person. And... Hopefully they're, they're stricter on their policies and everything now. Yeah. Because Sarah just looked like a lovely girl and, you know, our, our boyfriend and family said, like, just absolutely devastating. Such a shame. Such a Literally. young lady with her whole life in front of her that's just gone. Yeah. And that all came from Wikipedia and an article in Wales Online. Very good. Thank you. Okay, in conclusion, because this is a very long episode. Yeah, let's be quick because um, it's very long. I'm picking yours. I am not going to be abducted by a scary man. I think... And and strangled and raped. I assume she was alive when she was raped. Or raped and strangled, rather. Although yours was also strangled. And stabbed. And stabbed. I think it was not prolonged as Sarah's was. Travelling in a car with a scary man. Yeah. And, yeah. You'd just be, you'd be absolutely shit scared of what's going on. And yeah. I hate to even think of it. So, yes, I'm going to conclude quickly and pick yours. I think I will as well. My only hesitation is the stabbing, which really I oh, can't with stabbing. And the fact that she knew her kids were in the house and she didn't know what was going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. So her babies are there and she's like, is he going to hurt my babies? She's going yeah. out thinking that probably. Because as a mother, that's the first thing you think of, yeah. isn't it? But I'm still going to pick... I'm still going to pick my case because the rape and strangulation strangulation and abduction, I think that would be really terrifying yeah. and just terrifying for a bit longer. Yeah, she would, yeah. Be, she would have been absolutely terrified and mm-hmm. it's just horrible to think of. It is indeed. Yes. Yes, I'm going to pick yours. Okay. Well, that's that. And we're done with trusted professions. We are. However, still trust them. Oh, still trust them. Just don't trust them all the way. <laughs> Yes, there's a few bad eggs out there, but music teachers and police generally are nice people. Usually speaking, they mm-hmm. are. Yeah. And tech teachers. And tech teachers. Oh yeah, we totally railed on them, didn't we? Oh dear. Oh, Thank gosh. you so much for listening. Thank you. Come over, rate, review, subscribe, listen, tell everyone. Yes, please. We love seeing our listener numbers go up, so uh-huh. please keep the momentum up, you guys. Yes, thank you so much. Yes. And, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Witch Murderer is hosted by Spreaker and is recorded in a secret location in Scotland. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Email us at witchmurderer at gmail.com or visit our website at witchmurderer.com. We are also on Instagram, Reddit and Twitter. Just look for the at Witch Murderer account or hashtag. You can join the debate on our Facebook page and group interacting with other listeners or the Witch Murderer team. Our theme music is Kill Me Again by Blue Bend. Our artwork was produced by Wild Creations at Fiverr.com. <laughs>